Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives. My name is Lance Bain. Hey, good to have you with me again on our podcast designed to help us experience the grace of God while living, leading, and overcoming life's everyday challenges. If you want to know more about me, check out LanceBain.com, L-A-N-C-E-B-A-N-E.com. You can communicate with me there. There's lots of other information and resources available at the website. There's uh, pictures I've taken and a little bit of photography. There's blogs I've written. There's many resources from video resources, prayer resources, habits and tips and little guides along the way. I just would love to hear from you. Also, I lead in a not-for-profit local church context. All of my messages are uploaded. If you're interested in pursuing the ideas of spirituality, particularly the Christian faith, or you find yourself a Christian, you are a Christian, you made that decision, and you're just looking for ways to grow and to learn, maybe those will be helpful for you as well. The messages probably go back as far as eight, nine, ten years. So it's a, it's a very large library on the website, and I hope that it helps you grow in your faith and in your leadership in whatever context that may be. Hey, I got some great feedback from some of our listeners this week. Thank you so much for doing that. I would love for you to leave a review wherever you may be listening and leave a rating as well and share this with your friends. That would be a, like a wonderful Christmas gift, you know, that you could do for us. And I would really appreciate it. It would mean a lot to us here at Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives. Hey, today is episode 211. I can't believe it. Over 200 episodes of sharing with you leadership ideas that I've learned along the way that hopefully will help you be a healthy and empowering leader in your own context. In today's topic, Joyful Dialogues, the Power of Uplifting Conversations, is a unique topic, and I think you're going to find it helpful. I think you're going to find it interesting. Joyful Dialogues, the Power of Uplifting Conversations. So let's jump into that on today's topic. Let me tell you how I even came up with... uh, this theme or this topic today. I was talking with my good friend Lawrence the other day, and you know there are two types of people in the world. There are verbal processors and internal processors. A processing is simply a way at which I describe how you find clarity, how you find creativity, how you need to offload or talk things through or think things through, etc. I've been married 31 years, and my wife is an internal processor. Uh, she'll often think about something before she's ever ready to talk about it. She needs to sort of organize her thoughts, find clarity, what's important, what's not important, what's the right way to say it, what am I looking for, what do I need, etc. Amazing that she has the ability <laughs> to do all of that internal. I'm a verbal processor. I need to externalize all of those words and all of those thoughts in order to find that kind of clarity. Maybe today's topic might be pointed a little more towards the external processor, although I think all of us, whoever may be listening today, however you may be listening, wherever you may be listening, I believe that you're going to find this topic helpful. So in talking with my good friend Lawrence, who is a a verbal processor like myself, uh, Lawrence is an amazing thinker. He's smart. He's bright. He's passionate. He, he's an incredible man. His whole family, my, my best friend in the whole world. I love this guy. And um, we were chatting recently and he was sharing with me, you know, one of his thousand ideas that he has. I admire that so much, how his mind can constantly be working like an entrepreneur and coming up with these ideas. 
But what I realized that the more he was sharing with me and the people that he had been sharing with, I recognize that there are sort of four types of conversations that we can have with people, generally speaking. I realize that these are nuanced and there may be uh, sort of other ways to describe these conversations or even other categories of these conversations. But I realized that as we were, as he was chatting, that not every conversation that you have with another person is going to be helpful. Some of them are actually not helpful. They're destructive. They're not meaningful. And it's important for us as leaders to know who we're sharing with. What are we expecting to come back with us when we're in a place of processing? Processing is so important because we can find clarity. We can find synergy and collaboration, but we can also find confusion. We can find doubt. We can find resistance in those conversations. It's important as a leader to know how to navigate those spaces. I was uh, looking at a, a book recently, and the author was talking about the idea of connection and how important connection is for every human being. The name of the book is More Than Words. I've uh, referenced this book multiple, <laughs> multiple times on on the podcast. And I think it's just a fantastic book because it talks about how in the Western society we value so much words as a form of connection. But Dr. Uh, John Howard, a licensed marriage family therapist, uh, talks about more than words, the science of deepening love and connection in any relationship. And what he says in his book, in the introduction, he says this, we are not solitary like the bear, the wolverine, or the leopard. Rather, we are herd animals that tend to pair bond, sometimes frequently. We need other people. We need to interact with other people a lot, actually, although some need to interact more than others. Too much solitude makes us batty. Good communication and connection require full presence and attention to our partner and consideration of self and other at the same time. This is a very helpful framework and groundwork for the idea of joyful dialogues, the power of uplifting conversations. It's not good for any of us to be alone. We need to interact with other people, Mr. Howard says. A lot, actually, we need to interact with other people. And in that interaction, he just to underscore what he said, good communication and connection require full presence and attention a consideration of ourselves and the other at the same time. Many years ago, uh, about 12 years ago, I was seeing a therapist and I was dealing with some uh, anxiety and some depression and some self-medicating behaviors. And, and in that work with the therapist, an amazing man, so grateful for him in my life, uh, doing that work with him, one of the things he said to me is, being fully present is one of the great gifts you can give to another human being. And at first I was like, what do you mean fully present? Like, I'm here, you see me. And he goes, but you're not just because I can see you doesn't mean you're actually with me, that your mind or your heart, your thoughts, your motives, your imagination may be somewhere else. Have you ever been in that spot where you've been in a conversation with somebody and if they were to ask you to repeat what they said, you wouldn't be able to do it because you didn't actually hear what they said? We were too busy listening to the words and to the imaginations, to the thoughts and to the issues going on in our own mind. Joyful dialogues and the power of uplifting conversations requires us to be fully present. Put away your devices, put away your distractions, begin to calm and to manage the inner world, the inner thoughts, so that you can actually be fully present because good communication and good connection requires full presence. We need to interact with other people. 
Now, let me share with you the four types of conversations when we are present with other people and how they are valuable and how they are not valuable. Conversation number one is what I call the confusing conversation. This is when you have either internally processed and you're ready to verbalize or you're a verbal processor and you're just sort of speaking freely and free-flowing thought, <laughs> however it comes out. You, <laughs> you share an idea with a friend, excuse me. You share an idea or a thought or a fear or a concern or a situation with a friend, a loved one, a spouse, or someone on your team, whatever. And immediately what you get is uh, a negative response. You, you you get body language, you get the furled brow, you get like an inquisitical look on their face. They're not quite sure what you're saying. They're not even sure why you're saying this to them. And, and their feedback to you, either their verbal feedback, their facial feedback, their body language feedback, their tone feedback, whatever it may be that is coming back towards you, what happens is it creates confusion in you. You begin to feel confused about what actually are you saying and do you not know what I'm saying and how come we're not on the same page? We should be on the same page, etc. And that confusion can breed doubt and that doubt is just another way of saying uncertainty. So you started the conversation looking for collaboration, looking for creativity, looking for connection, looking for synergy, looking for feedback, looking for some way to make this thing that you're talking about better or more healthy or, or just plain old connection, just a good laugh together. But man, it falls flat. And because it falls flat, what is stirred inside of your heart and my heart is confusion and doubt and uncertainty. And so what began as a hopeful conversation quickly turns into a hopeless conversation. And without a certain amount of fortitude, self-belief, self-confidence in your ideas and your leadership and what you're thinking, where you're wanting to do, what you're wanting to process, etc., that place of the confusion conversation is where great ideas go to die. <laughs> they just aren't resurrected because a lot of that has to do with us. We're just, we don't believe in the idea enough. Or we're not willing to throw it out there again because our confidence has been rattled. And so the confusing conversation is not helpful. Most of the time, you won't know who you can process with until you get enough of that confusing conversation feedback. You have two or three of those and you start to realize, you know what? I don't think this person, either because of our relational connection, maybe because of competency, they just simply don't understand what I'm talking about. Maybe they're not interested. Uh, maybe something else is going on in their life and we just give them the benefit of the doubt. Whatever the case may be, whenever I process with them, what actually happens in the conversation is not uplifting. It's not joyful dialogue. It's actually confusion and doubt and uncertainty. And we don't want that. The second kind. So what should you do about the confusing conversation? <laughs> just don't have it. Don't try to process with that person those things that are valuable to you. You want to have surface level conversations. Maybe there's other kind of work related team kind of conversations you can have. Go for it. It's not like you're going to ignore this individual for the remainder of your life. It's that conversation, you know, where it's like, hey, I just need somebody to process this with me. If what you get from an individual stirs that confusion, doubt, uncertainty, then don't process with them. Move on into another person. The second type of conversation is the critique conversation. 
Now, let me share with you why I use the word critique, and I want to identify four very similar words and help you see the distinctions and why I said critique. Because the critique conversation can, it can, uh, it can, uh, you know, sort of sit there and go either direction. It could go negative or it could go positive. Critique is different than criticize or criticism or critic. They're all different. Criticize is a verb meaning which simply means to identify negative things. When you criticize, it is an action. It is a verbal action. You are criticizing that food tasted awful. That is a critic. That is a person who criticizes. They're called a critic, if you will. Criticism is a noun referring to the statement of negative things. So the uh, food uh, chef criticized the food, and his criticism is that it was undercooked. So a criti- to criticize is to declare negative things. A criticism is the noun that refers to those negative things. A critic is a person who judges or evaluates, usually finding negative points. But the word critique is uniquely different. Critique can be a verb or a noun, and it refers to the evaluating and identifying both positive and negative points. This is helpful. This is helpful. When we are processing an important idea, an important decision, we're looking for feedback, we're looking for input, we're looking for a different point of view, it's okay to have the critique conversation. You actually want someone to identify the positive aspects of what you're thinking. You want them to contribute the positive aspects as they see it. You also want them to identify the potential negative points. That negativity is not criticism because it's been balanced with positive things. It's not to criticize because it's been balanced with positive input. And they are not a critic because it has been balanced with positive input. If all you're getting is negative input, then you have a critic who criticizes with criticism. You don't want that. You and I want the critique because when they offer negative input, they're actually protecting us from potential vulnerable points in whatever it is we're processing. This is so important to have the critique conversation. So if you share something important with a friend, a loved one, a spouse, a member of your team, another leader on your team, or whatever it may be, welcome the critique conversation. Make sure you're not so insecure that you and I are not insecure that we Take what is a critique and we actually translate it and turn it into criticism or to criticize. That is our fault and we have to be responsible for that. When something positive comes forward and when something negative comes forward, it is a critique conversation and this is helpful. Their reaction, both positive and negative can help you in the place of enthusiasm, the place of passion, the place of creativity, the place of wisdom. And the difference between a critique conversation and a criticize or criticism conversation has to do with positive and negative input.
Here is conversation number three. It's the celebration conversation. This is when you process an important point with a person and they truly rejoice in you. They rejoice in your thought process. They are authentic in their celebration, in their exuberation, in their enthusiastic feedback. Man, what a great idea. I love the way you're thinking. That's fantastic. You ought to go for that. I can see you being successful in that. I can see how that would add a lot of value. I love the way you're thinking. Man, and your character and your charisma and your and your uh, 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 competency and all of this happening together, man! What a brilliant thing that you're coming up with. <laughs> you love celebration. <coughs> Excuse me. Conversation. I'm getting so excited. I'm choked, choked up on myself. We love the celebration conversation. The celebration conversation. Not just the person who truly rejoices in you and your thought processes and what you're doing. It ends there because they're unwilling or unable to partner with you. Now, this just may be innocent, possible time restriction, or just don't have the resources to really help you, or, or maybe there's a slight incongruence of values. But the power of the celebration conversation is that it boosts morale, it inspires you to stay engaged and to keep moving forward with your ideas, with your thoughts, with what you're thinking, it can actually increase productivity, and it supports, I love this, positive and helpful emotions. And those are important because when you run into resistance, when you need endurance, you can pull from and draw from these positive and hopeful emotions. I love celebration conversations because meaningful memories are made and the value and the worth that you bring to the table is validated, not created, validated. Because you already have that. Yeah, self-worth is already there but it can be validated. It can be affirmed. I love the celebration conversation. Just know the limits. Just know the limits of a celebration conversation. See, the limits of the confusing conversation is they're simply not with you and not on the same page. And if we don't handle that right, what can happen is good ideas go to die in the confusing conversation. We don't overcome doubt. We don't overcome confusion. We don't overcome uncertainty. So there simply is no positive side to that stuff. The critique conversation is positive in that you got some good feedback, both positive and negative, but its limits is they don't do anything with you. That's it. Here's some feedback. Boom. Done. The celebration conversation is more enthusiastic. There's a lot of rejoicing. There's a lot of celebration. They love your thought process. They're very affirming. At the same time, the limit is, but I can't help you with any of that. I don't have time. I don't have the resources. I'm not on the same value page that you are doesn't mean there aren't positive benefits. As I said, it boosts morale and inspires engagement, increases productivity. Your self-worth is validated, not created. Meaningful memories are made, and these positive and helpful emotions can help you endure when you face resistance and difficulty. I love the celebration conversation. Remember, again, I want to go back to the beginning of the podcast. When you and I are sharing what we um, define as very valuable, very important stuff, whether you're an internal processor or a verbal processor, you're going to bring that out into the light at some point. And you want to do that when the right space with the right person, because the fourth conversation is the magic conversation. This is the money conversation, and we call it the collaboration conversation. This is where the beauty really happens. You find congruence of values you experience synergies, what a, a pastor friend of mine used to call divine flow. Like you just are on the same page. It's the kind of conversation that every time you get together, even if it's been after a few days, a few weeks, or maybe even a few months, depending on the situation, it always feels like 
boom, you're right back to where you started. Value congruence, synergy. These people can and will add value to your ideas and they'll help you expand it and take it further. Creativity, innovation, momentum, all of this begins to happen. It's what I call the growth of EQ, IQ, and CQ. It's the growth of your emotional intelligence, your IQ, your intelligence quotient, and CQ creativity quotient. And we begin to experience what healthy trust feels like. Efficiency, meaning, shared experience, perspective taking. These are four important conversations, friends, that you and I are having. Joyful dialogues, the power of uplifting conversations. It's important for you to know who's listening. Is it the confusing conversation? Is it the critique conversation? Is it the celebration conversation? Is it the collaboration conversation? Listen, it's okay. If a certain percentage of your processing conversations, and I want to emphasize processing conversations, not just everyday dialogue, processing conversations, it's okay. If a certain percentage of those are in the critique category, a certain percentage of those are in the celebration category, but you need to make sure a certain percentage of those conversations are in the collaboration category. And a mix of those three, friends, your ideas They'll do great things. They'll grow and they'll expand and they might even become more than you ever dreamed or imagined. It is possible and you and I need to be wise and we need to be discerning as leaders about who we dialogue with and who we're sharing and processing valuable information with. Joyful dialogues, the power, the power of uplifting conversations. Your ideas are worth gold. Just don't share them among everybody and just with Anybody. Jesus talked about not casting your pearls before swine. And I'm not calling your friends swine or pigs, but I'm talking about how many of us, and you know, have had great conversations only for those conversations to go nowhere except to the graveyard where good ideas go to die. Our ideas are too valuable for that. Hey, so as leaders, let's make sure we're having the right kind of conversations with the right people. All right, everybody. Hey, thanks for listening. Episode 211, Joyful Dialogues, the power of uplifting conversations. I hope you have a great week, everybody. Stay healthy, stay hopeful, and I'll talk to you again soon. 